Hey, everybody. Joe Deal here. Welcome to Half Hour Power. And this is Jesse. Oh, hey, Jesse. Uh, what was number one at the box office last weekend? Well, that's what I think I got. Uh, it would be uh, Hugh Jackman in the uh, Wolverine movie. You sure about that? You don't want to make another uh, guess? I am sure about that. I was so sure that I said the Wolverine, because I didn't want to just call it Wolverine. Oh, okay. That's your final stab at it? That is my final answer. All right. The Wolverine, number one. The Conjuring, number two. That's good. Yeah. Pickable Me 2 is number three. Number four, Turbo. And rounding out the top five is Grown Ups 2. Now, I just want to mention this, and uh, maybe I'm the only one that thinks this is funny. <laughs> Wolverine, the Wolverine, made 53 in its opening weekend. And in 1995, Batman Forever made 52. So. Just do with that what you want. I thought that was funny. <laughs> but maybe I'm the only one. But anyway, we've got a great uh, show lined up here. Uh, we got a lot to go over. Let's just jump right into this. What were we going to talk about this weekend, Jesse? Vampires. Talk about vampire movies. So this actually is a record for the show. This marks the third time in a row that we've done a horror topic. And uh, I'm a little bit biased towards that, so <laughs> these are the shows I love the most. Let's get into this. Uh, vampires, how long do you think vampires have been around? Well, vampires have been around since the uh, beginning of uh, time, almost, I would say. Uh, almost every uh, culture has some kind of folklore about vampires. Yeah, and it varies greatly from region to region, the Vampire folklore, doesn't it? You know, what what a vampire is, what it takes to dispatch a vampire. That is very true. Uh, a lot of the, uh, like the state to the heart uh, that, that we see in movies was actually, uh, you you were supposed to stake the vampire while he was in his uh, grave so he couldn't get up. You were supposed to kind of pit him to the ground. <laughs> well, that's not what it does in the movies, is it? Yeah, you just go in the heart and they turn to dust. <laughs> yeah. All right, well, let's just start here uh, probably at the beginning of the modern vampire, the, you know, the vampire that we all know about. Uh, probably the first vampire story in literature, literary vampire, would come from uh, John Polidori. Uh, his, his story is called The Vampire. It was uh, published in 1819. His vampire is named Lord Ruthven, and he is credited with the first vampire portrayed it as an aristocratic man. And the story behind the writing of that, his story is uh, pretty interesting in itself. A whole movie's been made about it called Gothic. It was that weekend spent with Percy Shelley, Lord Byron, and Mary Shelley. But uh, what, what's the next one? Uh, the next one, let's move up a little bit, would be... Uh, Barney the Vampire. Barney the Vampire appeared in the Penny Dreadfuls, which was sort of like the forerunner to comic books. What would you say? What's that? I said in pulp novels. Yeah, 
pulp novels, uh, comic books like that. Now, Barney the Vampire appeared there in 1845 to 1847. Uh, they describe it as a series of cheap pamphlets. But uh, the, the one thing that's uh, very of note of Barney the Vampire is many of today's standard uh, things that we think of when we think of vampires originated there in Varney. The fangs, the two puncture wounds on the neck, hypnotic powers, uh, superhuman strength. He can also run around in the daylight and isn't afraid of crosses or garlic. Uh, he is also the first example of a sympathetic vampire character who despises his condition but is a slave to it, which we see a lot nowadays. Don't, do we oh, not? Yeah. Do we see that a lot now? That that's very common. Yes, that the uh, vampire. Oh, I hate emotion. Hates the fact that he's immortal and all that crap. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's just it's over. Sometimes it's done really well, and then sometimes they just. I don't know. I don't know what to say about that. So let's jump up a, a, a head there. Well, the next one there would be. I think you got uh, the, the next, next one. one. Yeah. Uh, by Joseph Thomas Sheridan Le Penel. Uh He wrote it in 1871. Um, it's the first time we see a uh, female vampire, and not only a female vampire, but a lesbian vampire. Um, <laughs> he, uh, basically, the short story is about her trying to basically drink the blood out of this lady that she's attracted to. Um so, now, one of the first ones to uh, pull that, uh, you know, make sex an important part of the vampire mythos uh, with that. Because if you notice a lot of times that sex and sexuality is very important to the world of the vampire with certain writers. Uh, but after that, uh, about 26 years later, the most famous rendition of a vampire to ever be written, I would say, uh, Dracula by Bram Stoker comes out. Um, for those who are who don't know who Dracula is, I don't know if anybody doesn't, but uh, Dracula is the lord of a uh, castle in Transylvania who uh, basically attracts the attention of some vampire hunters led by a... Uh, Van Helsing, who come in to try to kill him. So uh, it's a little bit more complicated about that, but, you know, got to get it, break it down. We got, don't have that much time. But Dracula is the uh, probably the most famous vampire to ever be written. Yeah, it certainly is the most recognizable at this point. Um, and that brings us up to the movie, because right around the time Dracula was published, Movies were invented, <laughs> which is kind of funny. But anyway, uh, we'll jump right to the first film version of Dracula. What was that one called? Uh, that would be Nosferatu. And that came out in 1922. Who directed that? Uh, F.W. Murnau directed it uh, in Germany, a, a, a German film. And it is an awesome movie. It's great. It's, uh, we were talking earlier about uh, that the best silent films are horror films because they they have they they allow the director to be more visual and the visuals of that movie 
are spectacular. Yeah, I agree. If uh, anybody listening has not seen the 1922 Nosferatu, that is well worth checking out and watching. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Doesn't it also have a very famous... Uh, isn't it the reason why vampires don't like sunlight came from Nosferatu, Joe? I think so. The uh, accounts I've read have said that that was invented for that movie. Now, I mean, there's a lot of lore out there to go through, you know, about vampires, and there's a lot. You can you can basically pick and choose what you want your vampire to be for your story. Yeah. You know, you can pick some, pick some lore from, uh, you know, the Slavic countries, pick some lore from uh, China and mix it all together and make a, any kind of band. Because, like you said in the beginning, there's vampire lore all over the world. Yeah. So uh, it, it's really kind of tough to say, but uh, yeah, that by the accounts I read, that was invented for that movie, and, and that is a great moment in that movie when uh, he realizes, oh, I'm going to die because she tricked me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now there's something else famous about that movie, Joe. Must brought to is not called Dracula. He's called Count Orlock. Uh, what's the reason behind that? He is called Count Orlock because they did not want to get in trouble with copyright. So they tried to change enough of it so that they wouldn't have to pay for the rights to make it a movie. Now, Stoker had passed away by this time, but his widow was still around. Um, And she wanted that destroyed, rightly so. They stole it. But the good thing that uh, later on happened is it really wasn't until the movie started coming out about Dracula that Stoker's novel really took off. And, I mean, this movie came out in 1922. So she was able to uh, sell a few more things and get a little bit more money from that. Yeah. But uh, let's uh, pull back just a little bit and jump to uh, the next movie of this era we're going to talk about, and that is another masterpiece by Carl Theodore Dreyer, that is Vampire. And what is that about? Vampire is, well, it's hard to kind of describe the plot because the movie is so much like a nightmare or a dream. Uh, it's, it's almost unbelievable when you watch it because it's so beautiful to look at. But uh, basically this guy traveling the countryside, spends the night at a uh, hotel, wakes up to find some guy in his room with a package that says to be opened upon the time of my death, and he then leaves the room. Well, he had met a girl earlier in the night, and she has disappeared, and he's trying to uh, find her, and it sets him on this nightmare adventure through this strange town he's in. I have to say it's probably one of my favorite vampire films to be ever made, and I don't think you ever see a vampire in it. Yeah, that's the best part of it. It's visually uh, stunning. One of the best oh. visual movies ever, and all movies are visual. <laughs> that's a tough one. Yeah. Uh, Carl Theodore Dreyer, when he was discussing Vampire some years later, he had this great quote. This is a great, great quote. I'm going to take a moment here to read this now. Imagine we are sitting in an ordinary room. Suddenly we are told that there is a corpse behind the door. In an instant, the room we are sitting in is completely altered. Everything in it has taken on another look. The light, the atmosphere have changed, though they are physically the same. This is because we have changed, and the objects 
are as we conceive them. That is the effect I want to get in my film. And uh, I think he achieved it because the film is stunning. Oh, my God. Uh, one of the most famous scenes in the movie is when uh, they're going to bury that guy alive. And we see it from his point of view. And there's like a glass little uh, window in the top of the coffin. And you see it's basically him looking up through it as these people are carrying him to bury him alive. Stunning. Oh, my God. No better. Uh, oh, yeah. Be better yeah. Now, this takes us up to uh, the first sound vampire movie, and that is Dracula by Universal Pictures. It came out in 1931. Who directed that? Uh, Todd Browning directed that one. Great job he did. He, he did do a great job. Now, there is a, uh, it's a tragic tale behind this. It is, there was a movie a couple of years before that called London After Midnight, also directed by Todd Browning, starring uh, one of the greatest actors, in my opinion, of, of all time, Lon Chaney. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, what, what is the tragedy there behind this? What am I getting at, Jesse? Uh, Lon Chaney had been diagnosed with a uh, form of cancer, and Todd Browning was wanted Lon Chaney to play Dracula in the 1931 version, but he couldn't do it because he was so sick that uh, he had to replace him with uh, Bela Lugosi. But uh, there was, Lon Chaney was the first choice to play Dracula. Yeah, and if you see, that movie is mostly lost. There are stills from it. London After Midnight is mostly lost. But you can see pictures of Lon Chaney in vampire makeup because he was playing a vampire in that. And it is, to me, it is, it is kind of heartbreaking to look at that and then look at Dracula and just wonder, like, what would it have been like? How much would have changed in vampire movies today if Lon Chaney had actually played Dracula? Because that movie, Dracula, the 31 Dracula, is so influential on vampire movies, even up to today. It's, it's just, it can't be understated. I... I- that, that performance done by Bela Lugosi, I, I mean, I'm not in love with the performance by Bela Lugosi. He's a good actor, but he's not a great actor. And uh, But I will say this. Every time somebody's tried to play Dracula after that, I don't know why, but they always try to duplicate his accent. Like, Dracula, like that's how they perceive Dracula to be. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And by the time he was cast, he had been playing Dracula for a few years in the stage play. So he was gonna, they knew what he was going to do. He's not going to do it much different from what he did on stage. He, he, knew, he knew what he was going to do there. But right now we're up against a break right here, so we're going to have to uh, just leave it right there and just wonder what would it have been like if Lon Chaney had actually played Dracula. Yeah. Are you sick and tired of all the vampires ruining your neighborhood? Do you want to do something about it but just don't know how? You throw up your arms all the time and say, What can I do about all these vampires? I'm no Dr. Van Helsing or Peter Vincent. 
Well, fret no more. The training and equipment you need to vanquish these evil, undead vampire plague is here. You need the Vampire Hunter Kit. That's right. The Vampire Hunter Kit comes with everything you need to kill vampires and take back your neighborhood today. You get the Kill Vampire Training Software Simulator. Load up this simulator on your home computer and learn the vampire killing scenarios from the comfort of your own home. You get an endless supply of never dull steaks. That's right. These special steaks will never run out and never dull. Pin those bloodthirsty critters in their coffins forever. You get special garlic that is formulated specifically to the vampire. That's right. You will not notice that garlic necklace you are wearing. The Vampire Hunter Kit has it all. Crosses, crucifixes, holy water, hammers, bags of rice, even running water. Order the Vampire Kit today and start killing vampires like a pro. The Vampire Hunter Kit, take back the night. Warning, the Vampire Hunter Kit cannot be used to kill werewolves. You must order the Werewolf Hunter Kit if your neighborhood is overrun by werewolves. All right, we're back here. And, Jesse, now we're going to talk about our favorite vampire movies over the years. Uh, Do you have any? Uh, Well, we already mentioned the vampire, which, like I said, is a masterpiece. Uh, there's Shadow the Vampire with uh, Willem Dafoe and John Nokovich, which is actually about the making of Nosferatu, uh, but takes the uh, added uh, imaginary leap that Max Schreck was an actual vampire when he played Nosferatu. Uh, Fright Night, which is the brilliant story of a young uh, teenage kid who finds out his neighbor is a vampire, so he goes down to get his favorite horror host, who is a fearless vampire killer, to help him kill his neighbor. Uh, from Dust Till Dawn, one of the best mashups of genres I've ever seen in my life. Uh, and the uh, one of the newer films, uh, Let the Right One In, a Swedish vampire film about a uh, small child who's a vampire, which is really, really horrific. Really great movie. Superb in every way. You got any favorites over there, Joe? Yeah, there's a good list. I just have to say, I still have not seen what the right one is. I hang my head in shame. <laughs> <laughs> I got some favorites. I did my list just a little bit different. I just picked a couple from uh, a few decades. Uh, if I had to pick one from the 80s, I'm going to pick the Lost Boys. Uh, for me, that just, I can watch that every time. It's just interesting, and uh, they do a little, little bit different things with vampires than we've seen before. From the 90s, uh, you already know what I'm going to pick from the 90s. I'm going to pick Interview with the Vampire. I love the book. I think the adaptation is uh, brilliant. It's almost spot-on adaptation. Uh, I'll pick, uh, from the 20s, I'll pick Nosferatu, uh, probably from the 30s, uh, Vampire. Um, and it's a huge list. Cause there's a lot of good ones from each each decade. It's really hard to just pinpoint it. But I see here we have a caller. Let's see if they have any favorite vampire movies. Hey, caller, you on there? Hey, guys. How you doing? What do you know, Joe, Jesse? How's it going? How you doing, Brandon? I'm doing great, man. Um, All right. You got any favorite vampire movies? Yeah, I got some favorite vampire movies. One one is uh, Interview with a Vampire. It's one of my favorites. 
Nosferatu, the classic, also the classic original Dracula, and mm, yeah, that's basically it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Hey, uh, did we name any movie you haven't seen or heard of yet? Um, the London Night. I think I said it correctly. Night in London or something yeah. like that. I never seen that. One. Yeah, London After Midnight. London After Midnight. Yeah, I didn't see that at all. Well, unfortunately, you'll probably never be able to see it, but it was remade as the Mark of the Vampire with Bela Lugosi oh, and the Chili okay. Well, I've seen that. Yeah. I didn't know that was a remake. <laughs> Yeah, I've seen Friday Night, uh, Friday Night Night too. I've seen that also. So. Yeah, but also my favorite, my favorite, favorite. I'm sorry, what? No, go ahead. You finish your thoughts, I was gonna say my favorite, favorite vampire movie is Dark Shadows. Also, the TV series, also, because it was more of a soap opera of a vampire, and I loved it so much. So. That's my very, very friend. It's not because Johnny Depp played in it, not whatsoever. So, oh, you we were talking about that movie. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, I was going to ask, since we were talking about our favorite vampire films, now, when vampires are done wrong, they can make some pretty stinking horrible films. What's your least favorite vampire film? My least, my very least vampire film is Twilight. The whole Twilight series. Wait, 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 wait. Have you uh, have you seen that movie all the way through, Brandon? Yes, I've seen actually every episode, every book from you Twilight. Every to Twilight movie. And, yes. Did you take your girlfriend with you? Of course. That's the only reason why I have to watch it. That she wants to watch it. In order for me <laughs> to watch The Exorcist, to watch The Last Exorcist, or any horror movie I want to see. To take her to go see it, I have to go see Twilight. So that's the <laughs> breaking a the bridge there. Well, I know you're disappointed that there may not be any more of those. Oh, no, I'm, I'm highly not disappointed, not whatsoever. I'm so glad. <laughs> well, I'm glad hey, it ended up in do you, a have weird a, way. do you have any uh, dis- uh, vampire movies you just absolutely dislike? I can't say anything about Twilight. I've never seen them because I uh, totally avoid those uh, whatsoever. I do hate every Dracula movie made by Jeff Franco. Uh, Dracula vs. Franco, <laughs> Billy the Kid versus Dracula. Yeah, those things are reprehensible. Uh, they're horrible in every way. Uh, anything made by John Rowland, all the vampire films he made, those are pretty crappy too. Uh, I would avoid all those. If you could. Um, what about you, Joe? Any least, anyone that you would rather not see at all? Well, you know, one that I did see, and I actually got to see it in the theater in the mid-'90s, and the producer was there doing a Q&A, so that was another bonus. And I think you know the movie I'm going to name. It's, yeah. It starred a Fonda. <laughs> it's, uh, Nadja. Yeah. And that movie was so so amazing. It uh you know those little fireworks that are called you know, the little snakes 
fireworks, you know, the ones we're talking about. Yeah. yeah. When you set them down, light them up, and then the, it looks like this snake is coming out of the ground. It was like they didn't know what to do, and they they were like, well, gee, uh, we don't really have anything to do right now. Uh, let's put snakes in it. And they cut to these snakes. And uh, that was amazing. And uh, the other amazing thing was uh, the producer was saying, yeah, the director doesn't really like horror movies or vampires. So I'm sitting there saying, why would you make a vampire movie if you don't like them? Yeah. Why is exactly. it almost all the time you read about these people making these movies about these things that they don't like, and usually the movie ends up being bad? Yeah. <laughs> Why does uh, that happen? Well, guys, I have a question for you. Have you guys talked about the Sudan yet? Oh, yeah, I guess he talked about oh. from Dust Till Dawn. Oh, yeah. did you? Yeah, how did oh. you guys feel about that? The first one's great. The uh, second two, not so much. The third one's not bad, but the uh, I love that first one. I love the mashup of the uh, genres. It does such a great job with it. Yeah, I agree. I love that movie, too. I saw it two or three times when it came out. Hmm. Did you not did like that, that one, Brandon? I didn't like the spinoffs of it. I did not, not forever. Oh, you didn't like the sequels? No, because it just made it play too much on it, and it just was ridiculous to me. Like, it was just going in the ground. Uh, also, too, I think it's called Vampires. I don't know if I got that correctly. Uh, it had uh, John, James Wood in it, and he played, like, this famous vampire hunter. And oh, John Carpenter movie. Yeah. Yeah, that was pretty good. That was a good one. I enjoyed that. Uh, yeah, that was fine. Um... But John Carpenter for years said he wanted to make a Western. Like he's making other films that he tries to have, like, Western influences in. And that was one of them. I just wish the guy would make a, a Western. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah there's, there's been a, a few uh, pretty good vampire movies here in the past few years that have uh, come out under uh, the shadow of Twilight. I think Jesse named one of them, let the right one in, was one. Yeah. Um, there was another one a, a couple of years ago, Daybreakers, which I thought was pretty good. And um, mm-hmm. what was that other one with uh, Josh Hartnett? I thought that was pretty good also. Well, 30 Days a Night. Yep. Can you think uh, of any more? Am I missing some that might be pretty good? No, I, mean, I, I think you pretty much know them all. Well, uh, there's Chanwood Park first. But uh, oh, there's yeah. like films here uh, lately. Which I find a it's not as disturbing as glowing vampires, but uh the trend of vampires being a virus that i I've never got that why we had to have this scientific explanation for vampires, oh, they're a virus, like you know vampires aren't cancer they're they're supernatural. let's just go with it, yeah, no, he's from Audrey yeah, they want to suck all that out. We didn't even name the uh the underworld movies. Yeah. Where vampires are fighting werewolves, but one of the downfalls to me about those movies is uh, they took out all the supernatural elements of it. And to me, it's less interesting and less scary. (laughs) Yeah. Brandon, did you like the Underworld movie? uh, Yeah. 
Well, I mean, the Twilight movie, well, was it the third one? Or was it the third one that came out when it went all the way back in the past with Lucian and all that? That was pretty nice. I liked it, that Underworld and the very first one. The part two and part four, I really didn't dig too well because it just seemed like they just added more action but got away from the storyline a lot. Because she's ended up going into the future and mm-hmm. she had a child. And I mean, what vampire have kids? So you got to see all the Underworld movies and all the Twilight movies, Brandon. Yeah. You yeah. are a lucky man. A lucky man. Uh, all right, guys. I got to get back to the graveyard shift. I got to deal with my all right. vampires. All right. So, all right, man. We are uh, coming up against the end of the show. And uh, thank you for being on, Brandon. And we'll talk to you later on. Thanks, Brandon. There is one other thing to mention. Uh, there's an anniversary coming up here soon. It's uh, the uh, Lizzie Borden killing her parents' anniversary here coming up on uh, August 4th. So on that day, you might want to use an axe and cut down some trees. <laughs> but anyway, uh, yeah, we've, uh, that, that vampire movie is a big topic. There's lots of them, lots of different Variations of vampires. There's something there for everybody. Uh, obviously, with the Twilight movies, there's lots of different ways to interpret vampires and put them all. You got any last words about vampire movies, Jesse? Uh, the last word about vampires and vampire movies is don't forget our uh, brother of the television show with uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, who I think has one of the coolest backstories of vampires ever. And uh, the uh, British TV series uh, Ultraviolet, which was a pretty damn good vampire show, so don't forget about those uh, venues. All right, well, once again, we come to the end of this edition of the Half Hour Power, and vampire movies are too big for 30 minutes, and we'll see you next time.